Okay, so uh, thank you all, Dvar Krasniansky from Adayag. And once again, we are continuing our marriage, uh, Ready for Marriage series. Uh, I want to thank the Krenheis Jewish Community Council and Rahama Klotman from MASK for being a big part of this. And before we get into the topic, Rahama, can you talk a little bit to what MASK does for the community? Absolutely. So first of all, thank you, Dvara, for putting together all these wonderful uh, trainings and topics. Most important one. Okay. So I don't know, Rahama, did we lose you? We're not hearing you. We can't have anyone better to address it than Dr. Tepper. So I'd like to thank you, Dr. Tepper, for being on with us. MASK is, we're now at 25th year, and we're 117,000 families. We are a referral organization for all mental health, including addiction, all ages, all stages. And we have referrals for therapists. I'm an FSH board member. We have over 900 from therapists available through Nefesh as well around the world and inpatient, outpatient programs of trauma for addiction. And um, maybe we'll have Dr. Tepfer talk about his program um, for a moment as well. Um, we also have a radio show Thursday nights on the Zeb Brenner line, 620 AM on the radio dial and uh, talklinecommunications.com. You can listen to all the previous shows on maskparents.org. So thank you again, Deborah and Dr. Tepper for being on with us tonight. Thank you, Rahama. So tonight's topic is in, uh, internet use as a euphemism and uh, marriage. And we'll be talking to how that impacts a marriage and what that means when first people who are thinking about shidduchim, not so much in the marriage itself, Dr. Tepfer, but we're talking about for shidduchim. So first uh, talk a little bit to the work that you do in this field and in general, what you do for the mental health of the firm community. Sure. So first of all, thank you, Ruhama, and thank you, Devorah, for uh, honoring me and allowing me to be part of a special uh, night, a topic that's so important, and um, and just to be in the presence of, of individuals who are doing uh, groundbreaking work for so many years, it's uh, it's really it's an honor to be a small part of this. And um, around 2008, 2009, um, the my invitation and topic uh, began where uh, I had a, uh, a an individual who had just had his first child and um, came crying in the office where he, he told me, he said, you know, while my wife was giving birth, um, I wasn't there in the room. I was actually in my car downstairs. I said, okay, you didn't make it in time. He said, no, 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 I was there. He said, I was actually on my phone. He said, I'm so addicted to pornography. He said that I was actually sneaking down because I thought I had a little bit more time. The true story. Um, and I was, I was watching on my phone, um, and then I came back and she had already delivered our, our, our son. And this was, this was you know, the beginnings when, when, when this was just starting to, um, to 
come much more to the surface as a as a as a problem. You know, technology was really um, beginning to be you know so accessible and so um, advanced, and I, I was lost and, and did whatever I could to 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 read and speak and train uh, myself um, at that point. And that that's really how um, it was. That story that that and that pain that uh, and, and and my ignorance uh, at that point that that pulled me into uh, the topic of tonight and uh, the past 14 15 years I've been um, working in this uh, field uh, sometimes exclusively or more or uh, depends sometimes uh, more tangentially but uh, speaking on it sitting with individuals running groups uh, couples work I try to work with it at, at pretty much every angle um, to try to help uh, because it, it really became uh, such a, a central um, issue, not just uh, something that comes up, but uh, it's become, in the world of addictions, it's become, I would say, one of the most, or if not the most prevalent one uh, because of its accessibility. And, um, and it's affordability, it's anonymity, there are many reasons for it. So um, I'm so happy that this topic is being discussed tonight for people who are before, uh, you know, who are, who are um, thinking about relationships and thinking about the things that are so important uh, because um, this, is, this is one of them. So I'm, I'm so happy that this topic is, um, is being uh, spoken about. Okay. So thank you um, for joining us on yeah. the topic. Because you know, I know, like we've spoken about this before. How, like, it's really an important topic, and we get so many questions from from Bakram, from their mashpiim or their teachers, and from girls who are dating. So I'm really glad that we're going to be talking about it just for an hour. But at least we'll get to cover some important points. So when we're talking about pornography, when we're talking about internet addiction, what are we talking about, and what is it not? Okay, um, so it's so important always not to, first of all, not to overuse and not to underuse any terms and any, um, you know, to pathologize things that are not problems, but also not to whitewash or not to brush aside things that are serious and are real issues. And, and especially in this topic, in this area of, of internet and pornography, um, it's very common to see both. And I'll explain um, an example of each. Um, you know, I, <laughs> uh, I, I, I got a call actually on my ride home tonight from a distraught mother of, a, it was an eighth or ninth grade girl um, who, who found um, the iPad and she had gotten around it and was watching things on YouTube and they were clips from movies and just you have to be worried that uh, there's a major issue. And, and I think that all of us who are, who are parents, um, all of us who, you know, some of you are, who are now going into dating, you know, it's not that far away from your, your, your teenage years. There's a healthy, um, not that we want to advocate for it, but there's a healthy understanding that teenage years are about 
some form of curiosity, some form of exploration, some form of pushing boundaries, not for all children, but, but for many children. And, and we have to normalize that um, and understand that that's a part of that stage of development and that's appropriate. We don't have to uh, you know, uh, pathologize it, catastrophize it, magnify it so much. It has to be addressed uh, with good parenting, and um, but not everything is is an addiction, and not everything is is the end of the world. Um, th- and I think that uh, um, a healthy way to look at that is um, is it something part of exploration, part of curiosity? Maybe even it's done even that they got some you know some sort of uh, information or um, some sort of suggestion from someone else. Um, that type of thing is is again part of normal, normative, healthy um, uh, entering into uh, adolescence and adulthood, young adulthood. Um, and, and I think that when we when we cross over from the normal into more of an issue where where there can be problems, is um, when it crosses over into a more addictive or compulsive behaviors. I think then we're dealing with a whole different. Um, a whole different set of characteristics. Then we're dealing with, we'll see more of obsessiveness um, towards something, meaning seeking that situation or that behavior as a pattern. You know, if they're creating situations where you can have access, um, you know, it's not just exploration anymore. Here it's um, really being sought after. Uh, it can even be you know, despite uh, consequences that there were threats or they'll get in trouble or they're putting themselves in risk, you know, for being thrown out of this or being caught by that and they don't care. And um, there's, uh, you know, even if they've, they've tried to stop because they don't feel good about it, and they go back to it. Um, and then, you know, it gets even more intense because there's a tolerance, like it has to, you know, go to the next level of watching different things and pushing the envelope. Um, and some these these two things are very very different. They feel different. Um, one is is doesn't have the pattern to it, the escape um, energy, the seeking it out. And the other one does. And of course, there's a gray area in between. But I think that 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 those are two different things, and they have to be treated and looked at uh, two different, very different ways. Um, and and so that's that's something we can't. Uh, again, overuse the term. It's uh, some sort of addiction. Nor, nor can we under underuse it. I, I, and I'll give examples of that. You know, so often um, this may lead to further conversations. You know, later on with questions. But I want to throw it in now. Um, there, there's, um, I've, I've heard this very often. Oh yeah, he's he's just a um, he's just a, a guy, or he's just a, a typical person, or he or, or where he's a single guy and, and what do you, there's no outlets, so what do you expect? And it'll, it'll go away when, when he gets married. And um, as far as I'm aware, in almost every case that I've dealt with, I, I don't want, I hate the word saying the word every, but I want to say 99%. I, I've never seen um, engagement, relationships, marriage, fix this issue when it's a when it's an issue of, of that second category that's um it's it's the opposite it'll it'll uh, the added stresses of a relationship and of, of of family life and that transition it might go away for a short period of time you might have a honeymoon period but it uh that's not whatever cures this issue 
because because you have to realize this is not about sexual frustration when it's when it's something that's a behavior that's being you know sought out in that pattern type of way it's filling a whole different need it's it's a, it's filling a void or an emotional need or wounds or 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 deeper things that that um, this person doesn't have other skills to deal with and um, so therefore it, it's it's a misunderstanding of what uh, of what really was going on. It's not going to be fixed by a marriage. It's not going to be stopped by a by now having a you know the the a sexual partner. That's not what's going to address it. Thank you. So uh, the someone's question is: Does it matter to know exactly where you fall on the continuum? So I, I, I most definitely, um, and and the, the 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 reason it matters is because see when we're dealing with oh okay you know exploration or um, curiosity nothing to do with a pattern nothing to do with compulsivity or even addiction um, then the person has to understand um, what the behavior is why it. Um, is not a is not a habit to start developing and a conversation sometimes a discussion um, whether and it can even be sometimes in a school it can be with a rabbi it can be um, with a therapist uh, briefly understanding or it can be the person themselves realizes um, but when we're dealing with category two or further on a continuum of of compulsivity addictive behaviors much much more intense um, a whole a whole other level of work is needed um, then you're dealing with deeper um, work usually has individual um, therapy. There's usually a group component, whether it's meetings, whether it's um, a group work and, uh, and all sorts of levels that, uh, that are needed depending on the case. So yeah, it's very important to understand what we're dealing with, sure. So again, talking about someone who's seen pornography, so there's in their mind versus someone who is actually addicted and the whole hiding and lying and all of that. So can we talk to how the both of them could impact the marriage? Yeah. Oh, sure. So are we talking about, well, impact the marriage that this went on prior to the marriage happening or it's going on while the marriage or while the relationship is happening? I think those are two very different things. Um, and, and let's maybe I'll, I'll try to address all of them. Um, you know, prior to a marriage, I think that for, for a, a 2022 um, for some person to have seen some form of inappropriate pornography at some point in their years prior to getting married, I think that that's uh, I, I, sadly or unfortunately, that's, that's the reality. I, I, and I don't think that that's going to be a, a problem for a relationship if this person, when he was 17 years old, um, you know, was curious or saw something. I, I, I don't. I, I think that that's. I'm not. I'm not justifying it. I'm not minimizing it. But I'm just saying that that's. Uh, I think you know you can move on and um, and move forward and have a healthy, happy, um, loyal, and honest relationship moving forward. Um, I think that then there's a whole other um, a whole other trajectory, which is during the adolescent years. It's not just that there was. Um, uh, exploration or curiosity, but this person, you know, was was in a um, was in a home where he had access, and um, through that, you know, found a way to escape, and that escape meant um, being able to access pornography. And many people 
tell me stories where that was their um that was their daily or nightly thing for hours during their entire high school years and then maybe they went to israel and took a break but then came back and every time they were home for the summer that was it was hours and uh, it was late at night and that was their go-to and um you know something like that does that affect a um a marriage it affects it immensely i mean you know one of the one of the things that happens during those adolescent years is we we learn how to how to we emotionally mature right by dealing with life by dealing with um, the things that come up in our lives um the difficulties and we have to feel them and face them and talk it through and and um, work it out we, we we mature when when you have something that becomes your escape and go to um, what we see is is that just even, even from an emotionally um, maturing um, uh, part there's an underdevelopment of a person's ability to just handle things because I've always numbed I've always run away I've always it's just escaped and gone to some other behavior with my boredom to deal with my loneliness to deal with my sadness to deal with my anger I just numbed and escaped so a lot of times there's number one emotional underdevelopment to, to be addressed um, and you know, when we're talking about tens, dozens, hundreds of hours of watching um, pornography, what that does to the arousal template of, of a forming brain, um, you know, it, it, it introduces such an, such an unrealistic, um, self-centered, objectified um, view, a distorted view of what sexuality is, then what reality is it, it, it it's unfortunately um, under stimulating for these people very often um, it, it, it also it's it's onerous because you know I, I'm not used to the effort of, of the context of a relationship that's needed for for intimacy it, it never required that of me it was a very um, it was a very self you know one-sided um, experience and and bringing all of that into um, you know, an intimate relationship is, is 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 such a again a, a poor education and and more than that it, it, it's a distorted one so to be able to shift out of that after so many so many so many um, uh, experiences of that is also an, an uphill battle a very unfortunate. Um, situation that people find themselves in. So the, just that, that distortion of, of all of intimacy um, is, is also what they're going to bring into a relationship. Now, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not making it hopeless. I'm just stating, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to, I want to answer your question in terms of the, we'll talk about hope, you know. Well, it, definitely, it, we have it, to go it, to the it, hope it, in a minute. I don't want to, I don't want to make it, but I want to now emphasize the, the heaviness and the severity of of the consequences for many people of, of trying to climb out of that. Okay. I definitely want to go to the hope piece. But I also, um, I also want to talk to the, because it's so, so heavy and so important, it's important not to just dismiss it or not share it or hope that it's just going to go away. Now that I have someone who I love and I care for and loves and cares for me, it just doesn't just go away on itself. No, no. We've never seen that. No. No, where we're dealing with a pattern, where we're dealing with addictive behaviors, what 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 we'll see is is that if it's not really addressed, um, if the underlying issues 
Because what's really going on with anything that's at a level of addiction is the behavior is really, really the very tip of an iceberg. There's, there's an entire emotional world underneath that's really causing the, the, the behavior um, to express itself. Um, and, and, you know, j- just like, right, if you see the, the, the that little chip sticking out um, of the water, right, but you know that there's, there's, there's miles going deep down beneath the, the surface of the water. And, um, and, and that's what these behaviors, any, any addiction, but I'm, we're talking here about um, uh, you know, internet pornography, if that's such a pattern and, and that was a go-to, we're dealing with other issues. And often there's, there's whether there's traumas, whether there's social or relationship issues, whether there's emotional stuff that's being solved by this behavior, um, that has to be looked into and solved and addressed. And if it's not, then... Um, then it's going to it's going to rear its head uh, again. C- can it change forms and go into these days? I don't even see it going into other addictions in its place. Uh, it's only because pornography is just so accessible. It just it, it almost always stays with that. That's what I've found. But. So easy, accessible, and it's affordable, and anonymous, and cheap, and, and it's yes. like yes, so. yes, yes. You know, like I think the phrase is what used to take time effort and money to get now takes time, effort and money to stay away from because, um, you know, you have to wait online in some, you know, or office or organization, whether it's tag or whether it's, uh, you know, some other place and, and you're paying money and spending your time and effort to block this content. That, that's really how, how, how you talk about accessibility. It's, it's not even, we don't, we don't have to go after it. It's like, it, you know, it can chase after you with this pop-up or this ad or this, you know, news site. It's 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 there, um, chasing us. That's really, you know, um, I think you know. I don't want to misquote it, um, but um, let me say over from different uh, uh, different uh, rebels that you know what what our great grandparents in their entire lifetime. You know, so so in their in their shtetl, you know, in one afternoon, you know, one of us, you know, is, is exposed to more. And and I I I I, I think that that's I'm correct. And I, I think that's correct. That so and that's I, I want you to I, we should say this. I, I really think and that's the greatness of our generation because you know to be challenged in such a way uh, like we are. I'm going off topic, but you have to realize then obviously we're 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 equipped to um, to rise to the challenge. It's not always easy, and we're not always perfect. But uh, to be trusted with uh, such a challenge, and uh, we we we, um, we we're, we're facing a lot, and, and and to our credit, we're trying our best. Okay, so let's talk to the hope. So the, so someone yeah. recognizes themselves in this situation, and yeah. it's not, and they recognize that it's not only curiosity that they recognize themselves somewhere on the continuum, the compulsivity yeah. or addiction. Let's talk to the hope. What the hope that yes, you can overcome it, but what is the work that has to be done? Yeah, yeah. So uh, so uh, listen, I, I'm only doing what I'm doing in the past bunch of years because um, of the inspiration and because of the, the hope and the miracles and, the, and the, just the, the transformation that I'm able to witness uh, over and over and over again, um, and, and I, I, you know, often I'm, I'm the same day or like one after the other. I have someone that 
you know, it's two or three years down the road and they're just doing so wonderful and, they, and their lives have changed. And then I'll have someone who will come in, um, you know, who, who literally is there for the first time and they're just like, you know, they've been in this thing for three, four, five years, this habit. And, I, you know, and, I'll, uh, and I'll, without you know, saying the name of that other person, I'll say, you know, th- there are people that have walked this before you, many people, and have walked out of this and have, have and just with their heads high and with the dedication, with the work um, that it takes. There, there's not just hope, there, there's a path forward that many have, have, um, have trodden and, and developed um, what has helped them. And, and it's not a mystery anymore, you know, what, what, what helps. Um, each person has different things, but, but we have we have we have the the you know some of the some of the key ingredients that are that are there and and if you're willing not just to put a band-aid or not just to you know to take a like a, an aspirin or a tylenol like to work with it very soon but if you're really willing to do like second order change like the deeper stuff um then you, know, you will you will succeed if if you um if it means enough to you and um and you see that not that it has to be perfection, but but that there's tremendous change. Um, I see it. I see it daily. So it's it's there. Um, what is what what would I say are some of the key um, elements? Well, I mean, I'll say the word. I guess the motivation to change. Uh, you know, I, I can be very motivated for the person to change. Their wife could be motivated. Their kala, their fiance, their parents. Um, yeah, it, unless that individual understands themselves uh, very clearly the consequences in their own lives to what is going on um, and they stop the rationalizations, the minimizations, the shifting blame, the excuses, the denials, whatever we, each one of these things is, the, is a topic in and of itself. But once they, they take ownership and they say, um, the one I'm hurting is myself and uh, I desperately want this to change, then th- th- that's, that's the doorway, you know? And, uh, and sometimes the doorway itself takes, takes some time for that person to, to really, really own that. Uh, but that, that's crucial. Um, there's a couple of, of other things. You know, all addiction, especially what we're talking about tonight, thrives on secrecy. And, um, and one of the phrases that, that comes from essay is lust hates light. And um, it's this individual shifting from that world of secrecy, of isolation, and to the world of connecting, to the world of honesty, to the world of opening up um, about these behaviors, about um, urges about um, when they're being triggered. So sometimes it's with other group members, or, or in from you know people who are in the fellowship with them, or sometimes with a therapist, or sometimes with a like a, a partner that they're set up with. And many different ways of doing this. They have to get out of the isolation because addiction loves that. And some people want to say, "Well, I, I, I the shame. No, I don't want to." So that's a key piece with all addiction, especially with this. It's to it's to bring it out into the light. Um, and so many of them, for the very first time, by working with a therapist or working, um, you know, with a, with a group or meetings, um, 
that gives them a platform to finally do that. Um, so those are some of the, again, the key starting points um, that, uh, that, are, that are, I would say, essential to, to, to start this work. But when those ingredients are really owned, um, then, 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 then people are ready. So to think that you might be able to do this on your own, like I really want to, I'm really motivated. I know that it makes, is that possible? So you're mentioning accountability, right. you're mentioning, yeah. group, you're mentioning, yeah. when you mention yeah. fellowship, we'll just talk to what fellowship means for a second. Okay, so fellowship can mean, um, well, well, often, not, not always, not in every case, but often um, what's helpful to people is to join one of the 12 step fellowships. Um, there, are, there are a few of them that are out there specifically for um, internet pornography. One of the most common one in the Orthodox community is SA. Uh, it's for various reasons um, that SA became um, a comfortable place for, for religious Jews and they have them in every um, religious neighborhood, all times of the day. Um, anonymity is very important in any fellowship and a person should feel uh, comfortable and, and safe that they can go there and the, uh, you know, uh, their confidence will be, will be kept. Um, and when you join, you enter a place where there's um, a group of, of people, there's no therapist that's running it, but there's a group of people. Um, there's usually a leader of the group who, um, is, who has already been there and been sober for a while and uh, will welcome you in. And there's sharing that goes on. Um, often people will go daily or a few times a week. You get a sponsor when you're in one of these meetings and um, that person uh, really holds your hand in the process. He's someone who's further on down the road. And um, that fellowship, there's usually a literature, they'll read a white book and um, they will share. They will also have um, the ability to connect with other fellows of the of the, of the the fellowship um, between meetings, calling people throughout, uh, people call their sponsor daily. Then you can do step work with the sponsor uh, where they'll usually follow the 12 steps. Um, and uh, that's it's more of a spiritual pathway of accountability, of getting to the bottom of the spiritual void that um, is at the heart of, of AA and SA, many of these 12 step fellowships um, as, as being a big part of, of, of the cause of addiction. So that's in a nutshell, the, the role that fellowship plays for a lot of people. Other individuals that don't connect, that try, or that that's not an option for them, yes. And is there a path forward for them without that? Yes. You know, there, there, are, there are certain individuals that um, between therapy, sometimes they'll go to a, a, a group that's not a 12-step group, just group therapy for um, this can be helpful. Some people don't want any of the group element. They'll only work with a therapist. Um, it really, it really, it's case by case, it depends. But the thing, you know, to answer your question, to do this alone, it, one, of the, one of the definitions of addiction are the attempt to try and stop um, the behavior with, without success. And that means this, this person has done that, tried that, and it hasn't worked. And, um, and therefore, at this point, to, to try the same thing and expect different results this time is not, uh, is not very likely to work. So it's, get over, like, you have to mention it to someone, like you said, that secrecy is a, is a big piece of it. Yeah, and sometimes that's the why people hesitate. You know, for some people, it's the cost of a therapist, but then we say the essay doesn't cost anything. 
Right, correct. That's important to mention. SA does not cost. There are other organizations um, that uh, are online. I, I, I don't like to advocate for one or the other. People have different opinions about different ones, but there are, there are various tools that are out there um, that um, different levels. I think that just to emphasize this, I think that so much of, of, of this addiction is about isolation that, um, and the anonymity of it. That to me, I think the essential component, one of the essential components is showing up and, and, and expressing versus hiding. And, and I think that the, a lot of the recovery routes, even though they're you know, convenient, but they, 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 they keep that, um, that piece of it they allow the for the anonymity and for the and for the isolation and uh, I just don't think that that really gets to to the root um, of what's really needed for, for for change. So so I myself push for um, you know face to face or a group piece to it or meetings or you know some point of a show up and 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 and, and to be able to share and talk um, as part of the recovery. Now let's shift to, uh, to Shidduch dating specifically. So we can understand why people would want to be anonymous because in our Shidduch system, as wonderful as it is, has some of this, why, why should I go there if, you know, you know, if someone has this addiction or someone has this behavior in their, in their past, I can understand why someone would be anonymous, but it's not the way that we actually can overcome this. But that's, so let's talk to Shidduchim. So, should this be should should someone's history be shared during shidduchim, and at what yeah. point? Yeah, sure. Um, so this, this, you know, I'm not a, a rav, I'm not a rabbi. There's a halacha question that I think people should should ask. Um, f- from a from a therapy standpoint, um, I, I can tell you my opinion and. Um, Leaving the, the 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 first category we were discussing, where yeah, this person saw something once when they were this curiously. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm leaving that out. If there was an issue, a serious issue, and this person really had to work through um, uh, some sort of pattern of, of of what we're talking about, where where there was you know the behavior was habitual, it was compulsive, it was addictive. And they spent time, and they spent. They went to a professional, and they worked this thing through. At some point um, in their in their you know in their years, uh, and we're probably talking about something that was a few years long, um, just by the nature of it. To to not mention that um, at all I, is that something that's fair that's honest to a spouse. So to, to me, I, 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 have, I can't tell you how many, how many situations, how many marriages um, with, with, a, with, a, with a spouse, let's say the wife, um, you know, this was omitted and was not told. And you know, what would this be like for our daughter? You know, for, for, for it's, it's, I know it's very tempting to to give the green light to a person. Say, oh no, it's not an issue now. Okay, fine, it's good. And and and, and I have all the confidence that hopefully he will do well. But but to not even put it out there um, and allow that other person to make some sort of um, you know decision themselves that's informed. 
Yeah, I, I think something like addiction, since it's it's the the relapse is so prevalent, and, and not because I'm making it hopeless, but it, it's just a part of 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 the nature of it for many people. To to and it was such a it was a serious issue that was going on to me. Um, it requires um, an honesty. Does it require the first minute you know? But like, you know, there's a, whatever that turning point when things are getting beyond the initial few dates and going, every circle is different, depends on you know, the fourth, the fifth date when, when people will say certain things. For a person to say, hey, I just want to you know, say that I'm doing well and you can speak to the therapist. Of, but, uh, you know, when I was uh, 18 or whatever, I, I, I uh, you know, 17, 18, I had these few years and I worked through something like this. Um, I'll be honest, this level of disclosure is often not done, um, but um, yeah, the, 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 I think that when we're dealing with what uh, the intensity that we're dealing with, um, my, my, my humble opinion, my strong opinion would be to bring it up, um, but I think there's a halacha um, decision that people usually consult and, I, and I, unless people you know, follow who, the people who they ask. If a Rav would ask me, then, the, you know, the therapy um, view of it and, and based on, you know, the, the, the trajectory or the, or the reality of this type of stuff, how it plays out, I, I think that, um, that there's what to share. I've also, I'm just going to put out there, even when people, I just had this, um, I had, to, had, had a different conversation this morning where this came up. Um, even the way people will ask a question, they'll often get the answer um, the way that they asked it. And um, I had a fellow just tell me today that he called one of the one of the you know, biggest gedolim, and and is when he got married. And he said, "But I'll be honest with you. Tell me this this morning." He said, um, "The way I asked it, I, I I really didn't give him the the a cl- a clear clear picture because often it's like, oh, it's not an issue." It's really not an issue. It didn't come up once since you were 18 years old when you left that person. Not once. Not it was perfect since then. Yeah, yeah. So then it's already, uh, you know, the, there's the dishonesty already in the how the question is asked very, very often, and then the answer is is another is based on the dishonest question that was asked. Then there's a, a continuation of the dishonesty by the omission of it, and then this whole disease is built off of dishonesty, you know, with isolation. So let's just continue it all into the, until the whole thing explodes six months into the marriage when he, you know, and that's, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm crying because this is, these are stories that are happening, you know, all, all the time, all the time. And it's no one, you know, it's, it's, I don't want to, there's no one fault because everyone, everyone meant well and means well, but, but the, that's what I'm talking about. It's the, there's a, a well-meaning um, tendency to see things in a positive way, which which I get, but in this area specifically, it, it's so often is short-sighted versus versus um, you know what's coming down the pike because then you know we're we're uh, we're uh, you know uh, a year and a half and a baby into a marriage, and then there's um, uh, a wife that just is, is distraught and the whole you know these, these stories. I can tell you, like the the they're just they're 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 so cliched because they're so it's 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 just so so, so repetitive and so often and so and so much. So that's so. Is there a way to avoid it? I I believe that 
that that, that just a, a more honest approach. Um, and then someone, first of all, that honesty is so helpful for the individual uh, themselves, starting a relationship in a more honest way. And then, um, and then a person can make, a, no one will ever marry me then. The honesty doesn't, uh, doesn't chase everyone um, uh, away. Sometimes the right person who's meant will, will, will hear that and be very impressed by the fact that there's a person that was honest um, and will make a decision based on that. And we'll sometimes call the therapist that he worked with um, and then sometimes feel, feel okay. Um, you know, they may have something in their own background or they may have a, a sibling or a parent that worked through something. They're very, very, you know, sympathetic and understanding to, to, to something like that. So um, yeah, th those are some of my thoughts. And uh, I think people would have all different opinions. I'm just coming from, from my experience. I also feel like if someone who worked through it is on the other side of the 12 steps is a stronger person, I think it's a badge of honor to have worked through it. 100%. But if it's and just like anything that's your story to tell, figure out how you go, you work with somebody, whether it's yeah. a Rav or Vashpia coach, how to, I like to drip the story, say a little bit, you don't have to say the whole thing, see how you feel about how they react. And then you can add more of the story. But yeah. it's your story. And if you, and I, I mean, personally, I think that it's a, a badge of honor to have gone through and be on the other side. The yeah. challenge is when someone is still in the middle, and that comes to lead to my next question, how long should someone have been uh, in recovery before they yeah. are, you know, should be yeah. dating yeah. for marriage? Sure, sure. So I'll give you the, you know, the standard um, amount of time is, they say there should be a six month, um, a minimum of a six month period of of sobriety, which means the person probably started that process much, much longer and is already at a stable place where they then have, have been really rock solid for, for already six months and then to start dating after that. That's, that's been uh, uh, the number that's, that's out there. Um, sorry. Um, so the, um, yeah, uh, I think that that's a safe amount of, of, of time that sounds sounds pretty sounds pretty sensible and at the same time when you said you mentioned a few times that it's she or he because i understand the pornography goes both ways yes. but we were just yeah. using one gender just because yeah. it's yeah. that it goes it's both over ways. overwhelmingly yeah i would say it's overwhelmingly um an issue with with men although although it, it comes up uh less much less frequently with women i just think by, by nature um i think that the whole escaping through visual stimulation is 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 and I'm, I'm stereotyping but it's just because the numbers it, it's it's more some it's more common amongst men um with women it uh, it does come up anecdotally almost in, in most of the situations there's there's been sexual trauma that's preceded it with women whereas with men we don't always see that so there, there's just a it's there's a difference with um with some of the characteristics and some of the things that bring them to it, um, but yeah, it, it can it can be the other way as well. Sure. So so getting to the question, so you mentioned a few times that she, she he could bring her to a therapist or he would allow her to yeah. speak to a therapist. Sure. Of course, it has to be allowed to speak because sure. that's HIPAA. Uh, but if he goes only through SA and there is no therapist, is there worthwhile to bring in a therapist at least for this little piece so that 100%. he? The, 100%. And I've done that. I've done that 
where, where a couple, an engaged couple come in and just to, to or, or someone who's dating and will come in to just, I, I, I think that um, I've gotten also a, um, a, a few just girls who've come in and, and said, hey, I, I learned this or my, my, my perspective, uh, you know, this person who I'm dating seriously shared this with me. I just wanna understand what is sex addiction or what is pornography addiction and what is SA and, and, and what's the, what does the future look like, you know, for, for someone who's in SA and, and, and how someone's supposed to know and, and, and they get a picture of it. And um, sometimes it doesn't work for people. They hear it and they say, I hear it, I respect it. It doesn't fit me. And, and they have every right to say it doesn't fit them. And then other people are, are, are very impressed and, and not just impressed, everyone can be impressed, but comfortable with that with entering into that in a, in a relationship. So um, just knowing what that is, um, that, that, that very often essay is a part of a person's life um, moving forward. And sometimes that's a wonderful part of their life. There's a place of honesty, a place of, of growth, um, you know, a place where they're, where they're working on themselves and their character. Some people feel uncomfortable with, with, with the fact that this person is going to be involved in, in recovery. It's just it's too unfamiliar to them and, it's, and, it, do, and it doesn't feel right. So then, then they should understand that. Well, that would be another reason why you would have to share that because you go to SA for, for life. I mean, sure. for it. Sure. So sure. many people. Where are you going every do, Thursday night? You right. Know, to SA right. or are oh, you going for sure. Oh, for, and, and if someone's currently, you know, in a fellowship, and, and then this, then there's like, I don't think there's any question about, about, uh, you know, the sharing of it. I think that, that the answer would be for sure. I'm talking about someone who, you know, this is already a year or two out. They're, you know, it's something they worked on. They're not even currently involved in it. It's something that's, and even then that was the case I was making, you know, five, 10 minutes ago, but no question, you know, if someone's actively now in recovery, that that's something that, needs to be brought up. But is it a reasonable question for a girl to ask about, ask a Bachar when she's dating about his history and how would she word that? Um, hmm. uh, she can ask whatever she wants uh, for sure. And those are good questions to maybe ask. Um, how, how honest of an answer will she get is, um, is, uh, is, is a separate question. Um, but I, I think asking these type of questions, you know, very, very, very directly, um, it, it, you're not going to usually get, uh, you know, uh, uh, so if this guy likes this girl and, and, and she's asking about this, I, I assume he'll either omit or minimize it. Unfortunately, if if he's not, it wasn't honest enough to bring it up, like we were talking about. Why would he be honest enough to add, to answer the question accurately? Um, and uh, th there's um, I, I think in all the conversations, um, I, there are probably more savvy, subtle ways of, of bringing it up. You know, if 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 there's um if there are comments that in different topics that are that are you know minimizations of 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 like oh yeah guys do that or like certain you know movies and that there's other ways of, of, of sensing, does this person have a sensitivity and like, oh, would you be comfortable watching that scene? Is that good? Like, you know, or, or you know, is that a normal thing for guys to, yeah, everyone, you know, you can, you can I think in other ways you can try to pick up on, on is this person 
Um, and, and then, and then I, I think getting a sense from that, asking directly, I, I just, I, I just don't think that that um, for many people you'll get you'll get the direct, honest type of type of an answer. That's nice. Right. I got it. Think you have to use. I think you have to use other other little antennas to, to sense that uh, the sensitivity of a person, the um, yeah, and, uh, and the discipline of a person is, is I think other you know, other things that have to be more indirectly perceived. Okay, uh, so this question came in, oh, right. hold on, let me just find it. Oops, there we go. I sent it to you earlier this morning. I know I... Uh, some of the questions, yeah. I remember you asked them um, if there was other ways aside for essay. Right, to, right that to was a question. Okay, right, right. And an excellent question. Um, uh, I think some hardcore 12 steppers would, would, would answer that question. Absolutely not. There's no other way. Um, I, to me, I, I don't think. You can never say there's, that there's only one path. There's only one way and exclusively one way of, of dealing with something. Um, and for many people, essay is, is a lifeline and it's, and it's super important. And it's the, it's the thing that made the biggest difference. And, I'm, and, I'm, and, I, and I suggest that for many people. I've met people over the years where that wasn't the right, it wasn't the right tool. It wasn't the right resource. It wasn't the right fit. It wasn't the right approach. And there and and the therapy spoke to them, or the or the group spoke to them, or um, you know a certain intensive that they went to spoke to them, and um, and, and that's what made the difference. Uh, you know, so or an accountability partner made a difference. I, I, I don't think that there there can be one and only one route um, to to getting better. So um, I think it's something that a person. I often say, give it a try. Go for a few meetings and see if it's something that speaks to you. And uh, and so often it's something that that the person didn't want to do. And then they once they got over that initial um, fear, they're the happiest people that they ever went. They made the biggest difference in life. That that's most often uh, the result. But there are people that it doesn't speak, doesn't can they don't connect with that whole approach. And and, and there are other things that end up being helpful. This question also just came in. If someone is dating someone and he says, I promise I'll stop for you. Stay, oh, I don't say the word stay far away. That's, that's not the, that's not the, the language that, that I would say is, is the most beneficial. I think more, um, more useful than that or more effective than that would be that I'm going to do the work that it, uh, to say the word I'll stop for you is, um, is wishful thinking, but I'll address the problem because I realize that it's going to mess up a relationship. Well, if you want to address the problem, uh, which will require, you know, real commitment and, and real involvement, then there's a chance. You know, they're, they're very different, but, but just I'll stop for you is um, 
is is not, uh, in my opinion, something I I put money on. And so, if he says I'll do the work for you, as the length, and he willing to do the work for you, but how long should like should they so stop like dating before, until it's six months? Or I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want I don't think it's a healthy thing to enter a relationship where a person is 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 beginning this process and to make a transition. I don't think it's healthy for I don't think it's healthy for um, um, for anyone to to enter into a relationship at the very at, at this unstable time where a person's trying to get this under control. I just don't think that that it's the right time for 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 him for her to. To, to, to enter into an, an engagement and a marriage while all that's going on. There's more important, important work that needs to first be done. Um, they can you know, cut off or they can maybe you know, put, put the engagement or the commitment or the marriage, you know, should, 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 should wait till this thing is addressed. Can they still casually you know, talk or, or go out? Maybe there's a place for that, but to make these transitions when, when something like this isn't settled is, is not, not a response. So if Sasa goes to his and says, I think I have this issue. So hopefully he's going to be forthcoming, fully forthcoming. Otherwise, he's not really asking a real question, like you said before. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's very important. And I'm sure every mashpiyah and every mashkiyah and every rough has heard this question, then you're not the first one or the second one to come with the question. So it's important to be forthcoming. Uh, and so someone who is actually not yet dating, so that's one thing is like, you know, don't start yet until you worked it through. But someone who actually met at a Shabbos table or however they met, now there is, there is already a relationship that it kind of, there's one thing about don't start don't start shidduch dating, but one thing there's a relationship now that's already going. So, yeah. so we said like, what to do with that? I have to address this issue prior to getting engaged, or, I, I, or, or to me that's that's just essential. If you're talking about let's say before engagement, they're seriously dating, and and this person has an issue that's that's really going on that's not being that hasn't been addressed um to, to move forward I, I would say for her to move forward on, on this and for him to move forward it's just not it's 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 um it's, it's just not not wise uh, uh, to say uh, we have to the, 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 you're, you're you're starting a relationship with with conditions that make a relationship impossible so like i, I don't know that has to be settled um, the story yeah, I, came in that they they met on their own. They uh, and she he, he then she rec they recognized that the situation was going on, but she said that if she would tell her parents why she can't get engaged in the next three weeks, they would not let her marry him. But so now she's kind of feels like she's stuck. She doesn't want her parents to know about it. I, I, so it's I, a tricky so place. Of, yep, it is a tricky place, um, and. Um, yeah, there's sometimes very practical issues that, that she has to decide how she wants to, to but to go forward because she is, is just, um, is, is really, you know, uh, uh, just, I don't want to say the word risky, I would say the word, really, it's, it's just, it's very, very irresponsible and, and 
and, and not not advised. Um, she's entering into the very likelihood of, of, of this not being something that's uh, her dealing with um, this issue from the start and never getting settled. Many people that, that why, why wouldn't she know what she's dealing with? Um, is this something that he can get a handle on? We'll get a handle on. I think that, that and, and, and for him also to, to, to have the, 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 not the, just the responsibility of a relationship while he's doing this recovery, I think is, is something that's, um, it has to be, what is she going to say to her parents? That's a practical question that, uh, that's, um, that has to be worked through. Um, but uh, fr from a relationship standpoint, I think it's essential that they do not move forward with those type of conditions. I, I, I don't know what else to say. That's right. It's okay. uncomfortable versus risky right. or very difficult. Yeah. So exactly. it's, a, it's a way question. Yeah. It's the now or the later. Like, which one do you want? Exactly. And later seems like it's yeah. going to be a much bigger issue. Yeah. Okay, so any final thoughts? We hit the end of the hour. Any final thoughts? And then, but come up, please give the number to Mass. So anyone who wants to call out. And um, and Dr. Tepper also mentioned Arbor. Oh, okay, sure. So, so a couple of resources. Um, if you want something very, very simple, um, just to work on this issue, um, there's a book that was actually written for adolescents um, by a team of professionals and clergy, and it's called Fortify. It just is like a really a small little workbook that helps people who are struggling with pornography, um, something called The Porn Trap, which is a little bit older of a uh, work written in the uh, probably the 15 years old, uh, also a classic. Um, there's a book, Sex Addiction 101, if we're dealing with addiction, that just introduces a person to the topic. Uh, for partners, there's a couple of books, Facing Heartbreak, Mending a Shattered Heart, just to, when you're on the other side of the relationship and this becomes an issue. So those are some of the, um, some of the tools. Um, from the therapist standpoint, the therapists that really specialize in this are usually people who are CSATs, that's certified sex addiction therapists. They have a lot of experience in it, but many people who are CASACs and other addiction professionals also work in this um, if we're dealing with addiction. And, um, and then uh, with relationships to so some of the marital therapists specialize in issues with infidelity and, and that, those are the things that um, people should have experience in. Um, and um, in terms of, you asked me in terms of Arbor. So Arbor is a, um, an IOP, an intensive outpatient center uh, that I'm directing now in Brooklyn, where we treat um, trauma, we treat uh, addiction, behavioral, emotional health. Um, when people want and need that more intense, higher level than more than just once or twice a week, uh, it takes an integrative approach where we do drama and art and yoga and, um, you know, biofeedback, neurofeedback, and get into IFS. And you, know, you have eight to 10 therapists a week working with the group and, um, and, and are able to uh, really get to the core healing where people, um, instead of going or needing to go uh, far away or people who've gone far away you know, to other rehabs are coming back and want to transition into uh, back to daily life. They can work where they can be home with their kids. We have a women's track, we have a men's track. And uh, people are able to do this deeper work or continue to do the deeper work while they're um, in their daily life. So that's, uh, that's what Arbor is all about. And um, Rahama, 
And the website? Thank you very much. The website is ar arborintensives.com. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Tepfer. Um, I do just want to mention that when I started MASK 25 years ago, I named it MASK to be able to, the community should take off their mask. People struggle with mental illness and one uh, oneself needs to be able to take off their mask in order to get the help they need sometimes. And that would mean that if they're going to a fellowship, joining in a 12-step meeting, that everyone there is taking off their mask and trusting what goes on in the room stays in the room. So, you know, like you said about earlier, once you go and you become part of something, it'll make the journey so much easier. It is not instead of therapy, it's an addition to therapy. Don't think you're gonna do it on your own and just go to a 12 step meeting and you can cure yourself. You must get to the bottom, the underlying issue that caused and created this addiction for whatever reason, whether it was boredom, whether it was trauma, whether you came upon it by mistake, but whatever the reason is that you're involved with it, you must see a professional and always with good credentials. So feel free to call MASK 718-758-0400. And you can call us about referrals. Uh, I can give you uh, Dr. Tepra's contact, whatever it is you may need or want advice with, we could connect you with the right professionals. We only refer to licensed professionals. My website is maskparents.org. And again, I want to thank Bora and Adeyad and Krenites Community Council for collaborating and making sure these programs are available to the CLOW. So thank you both of you again. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Rukhama. Thank you, Dr. Tepper. Can I throw in one more question that just came in, Doctor? So the question is, I listen to a lot of these types of, uh, and they always point out some sort of trauma or something that pornography is coming to heal. Baruch Hashem, I don't have any traumas or, or things that I feel pornography is coming to heal. I've been watching since I was 12. And for me, it feels like I just feel good. And that's why I watch it. Is there something I am missing? Am I different or am I just unaware of why I'm watching? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, um, It's, it's such a, um, it, it's an individualized question uh, for that, you know, for that person I, I'm, I'm answering offhand. If this person is watching since they're 12, um, I, I, there, there can be a lot of factors. Let, let, me, let me throw one in. Perhaps there, there isn't necessarily any negative consequence that this person is dealing with, is feeling, is facing in their life. See, this comes up a lot with any time we're trying to define something as an addiction. So if there's no negative consequence to that person, let's say the, the religious issue isn't something that bothers them necessarily so much. They're not in a relationship, um, so it doesn't uh, affect any spouse. So they're doing something that doesn't fit even the criteria of addiction, because part of an addiction is 
I'm continuing this behavior despite the negative consequences. So one of the things I would ask that individual is, are there any negative consequences? If there aren't, so then we're not dealing with addiction. We're dealing with something that that person is going towards. Um, I, I don't think that, I, I don't believe that that's the full answer to what's going on. I'm just putting that, that that's one thing to think about um, um, in, in response. Um, the, the, the other piece here, when you're dealing with, a, um, when you're dealing with uh, that level of involvement, I, I don't know the hours and I don't know the frequency, the intensity, but we're dealing with a behavior here um, where, where you know, pornography is pretty much, it sounds radical, but the, the dopamine hit is, is almost on par with cocaine uh, in terms of the, just the stimulation of the brain. When someone has gone to that regularly from, from 12 till however old that this individual is, um, whether they realize it or not, is that th this behavior, no doubt, is something that's isolated them um, from, from other people. Um, it's the way that they're dealing with things in their life. It's not just a, a recreational thing. Um, if if it's if it has a high frequency, so this is what they do. What they go to you know, at the end of the stressful day, or instead of, or in place of going out with friends, or I I, I don't have this person to talk to. But in all likelihood, um, it, it's become that, and so like a soothing mechanism, right? So whether whether you know we can we can argue the chicken or the egg. There are cases. There are. Where, where sometimes the behavior isn't so preceded by some sort of intense trauma, especially we've seen this with pornography, but when the behavior becomes the go-to for so long, and, and it, then that creates you know, its own complicated system in and of itself that, that affects life. If, if I'm answering it correctly. And, and it's important for that person to, to understand and appreciate that, especially if they want to have a healthy, connected um, life with a relationship with another person, with emotional depth to themselves. Um, and I think that watching pornography, um, I, I'd make the argument, I, I don't think uh, on that regular basis, just doesn't, doesn't, isn't conduce, doesn't allow for um, an emotionally developed, um, connected um, person to other people. Um, so are there cases where it wasn't so preceded by trauma? I think that there are. There are cases. It's not always in, in, in response. But I think that the habit on its own is going to then you know, create its own monster. And, and, and I think that to look at it honestly, um, there are is is always or almost always going to be consequences, um, you know, to, to to that level of stimulation ongoing. Um, yeah, that, that's going to become the the unfortunate go to, and that becomes the go to. Then, like I said before, the the, the depth of, and the and the just and the, and the richness and the strength of of, of a human being 
doesn't doesn't become developed when when I go to um, to something that numbs me instead of being built by the difficulties and the um, issues that I have to deal with on a regular basis in my life. Those are the friendships that I end up um, deepening and relying upon. Um, those are the skills within myself that that that, that I end up you know, honing and, 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 and delving into because, oh, I, I feel a certain way uh, about myself. And then I, I, have to, I, have to, I have to become a stronger person, a deeper person. If I'm constantly going there, then, 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 then I'm going to lack um, in all of that. So it, it's sometimes um, in the reverse order. But I, so I, I don't know if I'm answering that question, but um, whoever asked it, I hope that, uh, that there's something that made sense or helpful, okay? And I'm, oh, sure well, thank you. and I'm sure there are secrets involved in doing it. Yes, yes, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, thank you, Rahman, because then, then you've, you've also developed a life of isolation and of secrecy um, that comes along with it. And that whole habit is going to then um, you know, become um, part of it. But, but yeah, and, and, and often, you know, a healthy person, I, I, I'm, I'm going to challenge, you know, everything was great and there's no trauma. I, 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 there's something that doesn't sit right also. If, you know, that from 12, that's become my, my go-to, you know, for, for, for my entire adolescent years. And, and it comes along with everything that we're talking about and, that, and there's no consequences and there's no guilty anything, whatever it is. But I had nothing and I'm coming as a, as a, as a healthy, like it just, it doesn't add up either. Um, and there are often things that, that a person, you know, if they look, uh, not that I'm trying to pathologize or, or trauma, you know, or say that everything is about trauma, but it, 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 there's, there's parts that a person may not appreciate that, that they've gone through or things that they are just unaware of that, that would lead to that type of place to go to at 12. And so that's also something that the person may, may need to look closer at, but I, I, with, I don't want to say for sure. Would be the best yes. bet. Yes, yes, because there's something that's that's uh, you know doesn't you know, that, that's uh, questionable about but why why that would feel so comfortable and and okay for that long. Um, that that's that's what hits me. Okay. And one more, but we can answer this one quickly. Uh, everyone who does the work, are they are they well cured? But are they cured from this? Or what's the percentage? Uh, uh, or your money back, right? Um, <laughs> or your life back. Your life back. I, 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 we mentioned. No, before. I always say. I always say yeah, it depends on the client, on the motivated client, and what their motivation level is. Yeah. So if they're really motivated, and they do the treatment and they're committed to whatever the therapist and they make up and they follow up with follow-up six months, a year, whatever it may be, and they're honest with their spouse about it or their whomever yeah. they report to, then that is part of being successful. Yeah. yeah. Being online doctor, at a supermarket and seeing magazines sitting there while you're holding your eggs and your milk may be a trigger 
to them, but if they could come home and say, I felt uncomfortable, maybe I'll shop in another store and not go to that supermarket. It's hard for me and speak about it is what can be very helpful. So the motivational level is so important. Yep, 100% motivation and, and, really, and the humility to be able to, to follow um, uh, the advice of, of people who, who are helping them. Um, you know, that, that, um, and to take ownership, not just that, that they're because they're trying to get some person off their back or, or off their case or some you know, girl could get engaged with them or to stay married to them, but to take ownership and, um, and, and to really uh, take responsibility and, 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 and you know, put it on their own shoulders. That, that, that's, that's, when people have those, those, those ingredients that we were talking about before, um, that, that makes for success, it really does. And, um, you know, I, 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 it's hard to define, but I, I can almost, you know, th- there's a feeling of a person who's ready to do this work and, and, and they succeed. And yeah, they may fall here and there in the beginning, and, and, but, but they go from, from you know, they, they just, they, they appreciate that, that, that change. Um, and then you can tell right away, like, hmm, this is just sounding off. There's no ownership. There's no, there's so many, there's just so much blaming and it's others and it's other. And, and, you know, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not going to have the traction that it needs. Um, so it's, it's, it's working with someone who can, who can point that out to the person early on and, um, and help them do you know, the real work versus just, um, just you know, getting people off their back and putting a bandaid on it. Okay. So I'm sure someone who does the real work and is really humble and honest can really overcome this. Oh, well, and probably are stronger because they'll be humble and 100%. honest that's it. That's and it. self-aware. Yeah, and you, and you mentioned this before, you know, when you were talking about it. It, um, it, it goes for couples, it goes for relationships, it goes for individuals. You know, some of the, the, the strongest, and I say it, this, this type of struggle doesn't leave people, and, and it's like this with, with anything. Rucham, I think you can speak about this. Uh, you know, with the families and the and the teens that 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 struggle. It, it, this doesn't leave people um, ordinary, and, and I'll explain what I mean. It, it, it to see the couples, the individuals, the couples that that work through this stuff, with with what we're talking about with honesty. I create extraordinary relationships, you know, because they're not, you know, we talked about the masks before. How often, you know, are our, our, our relationships, even I'm not talking about the relationship, how many masks are, are people wearing? They're not going to say this, they're not going to open up about that. The couples that are honest about about this stuff, what you find is if, if then, then everything else is a, is, is a walk in the park because, and I mean it, it, it creates such, um, such rigorous honesty, vulnerability, humility. Uh, some people working these 12-step programs are, are, are really working on character um, and giving to other people. And, it, um, and they're being honest each day, you know, in meetings or... And, and as a couple, they've, they've discussed and faced things. And um, 
a lot their of relationships. Respect, a lot of respect goes to a next level. It goes to the next level. So, so the the, again, the potential here um, is 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 enormous as well. And 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 you know we, we know that with the level of the struggle and, and the overcoming of that is um, we don't we don't we don't ask for it. We don't wish it upon the person. But that's that's sometimes the doorway to um, to being extraordinary and, and really and, and greatness. And and I, I I see those couples all the time. Um, and again, the level of their honesty their connection their respect for one another um when they when they put in the work and they and they they they've done this work um is really is 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 beyond is beyond people who who haven't needed to deal with this and and it's like that in many areas things that people that couples have uh, and, and individuals have had to overcome when they when they do um that's that's this greatness this greatness Deborah, i i just want to reiterate the part of if somebody is dating somebody and they say to them, oh, but we'll be married. You won't need it anymore because you're going to love me. I'm going to love you. It's going to be great. I mean, you really need to recognize that as pure denial because they cannot control the other person, if they're stuck on watching porn, the, the other person that they're dating really needs to do the work. So they shouldn't think, oh, we're gonna get married, we won't have a TV, we won't have a, he won't have a phone, it'll be fine, it'll go away. And I really shouldn't say just he, because on our hotline, we have a lot of she's as well, but just for conversation, I'm saying he. Okay, so uh, thank thank you both. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. Tepper, for this is very insightful. And, yeah, I, I think that yes, yes. I'll, I'll add I'll add I'll add a I'll add a an, an example of that. You know, I've had a, um, uh, I remember this. I was on a panel about this topic, um, and uh, there were well-meaning rabbis that, that at that point weren't as informed in this topic. And it, one of the things that um, in therapy they were recommending were people recovery abstinence period where they got into um, um, a certain um, recovery and, and jumping into the pro and the said it's her obligation to 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 need to be available where we shouldn't have some time away from him or, and that's what's going to um, make it impossible to recover if he doesn't have uh, her to be together with and and it, it, what what I'm trying to say is, is that there was putting some of the responsibility of recovering from any addiction, especially from pornography, from sexual addiction, onto the spouse, is feeding into the fact that there's this excuse or there's this blame that the spouse is either responsible or the cause, and and we have to clarify. Recovery is never going to be because the spouse is going to now be more available. We're dealing with addiction. And that means that the individual owns the full responsibility. And she has to know, like in every addiction, there's the three C's. She didn't cause it. She's not going to control it. And she's not going to cure it. But it, it's not going to be her. And any responsibility I mean, that she takes upon herself 
to that extent, it takes it off of him. And, and that's really so much of the codependency, um, a co-addiction that, that we have to really clarify. And, and we fall into that uh, because he, you know, the addict usually wants to muddy the waters with that. And then, and then often the person that's the spouse of that um, has that characteristic in themselves anyways to, to, that enables that. So um, there you go. I didn't cause it. I can't change it. There you go. Well, well, well said. <laughs> okay. Good way to end it. So uh, right. it's a good way to end it. Okay. All right. So thank you, uh, thank we you. went a little bit over, but uh, it was important. Okay. Was important. Pleasure. Right. Thank you for um, for doing thank this. You. And it was a pleasure right. to be involved. Have a great thank night. You. All the best, thank everyone. You. Sure. Bye.